resident Hello and welcome to the new episode of Residential Tech Talks. My name is Anthony Elio, Associate Editor at Residential Tech Today. Now today we're going to be featuring a great conversation that I had earlier this year for a cover feature with Joe Perry. You might know him as the guitar player from Aerosmith. I know personally I was so excited about this conversation. I've basically been an Aerosmith fan most of my life, and I actually got to see them about a decade ago. So to be able to talk to him about everything from audio technology to their Vegas residency to even his work with Hollywood vampires pretty recently was very exciting for me. So without further ado, here is our exclusive interview with Joe Perry. Perfect. Thank you. How's it going today, Joe? I'm doing very well, man. I'm working from home today, which means a lot more relaxed than usual. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, like, so many of these offices nowadays you can just do totally remote, and it's like, just the, the wonder of modern tech. Yeah, um, that's, uh, I find that I know a lot more about that, you know, people being able to work out of their house, you know, um, it's kind of, uh, oddly enough, it's kind of like what the, what the Las Vegas thing is, uh, you know, being actually able to drive five minutes to the gig, do your show, drive back, and you don't have to travel, you know, whenever I play in Boston, uh, that's the one time I get to like sleep in my own bed that night after a show, and I always, you know, thought, oh, this is a great thing to do, you know. Yeah, or um, unless you like ever throw, you know, nice concert in the backyard. I guess that would be pretty. That'd be pretty work from home. Yeah. If that ever comes up. Yeah. You know, and speaking. That's good. I mean, you know, I think the people. Uh, um, you can, you can, you have to have a certain amount of discipline. I, I, I'm not really, really true. Need that that time in the car or to, to, 
to, to get to the to the gig or whatever to uh to, to get in that headspace but i haven't had any problem with that you know uh fortunately you know so i get that best of both sometimes definitely and you know kind of speaking of the residency um that was actually going to be my part of my first question. I was really curious about kind of the audio and video tech that you guys ended up using for that. Well, um, I can't speak so much to the, to the video, except it's probably the biggest, the biggest uh, uh, back screen that I've ever seen. And the, the quality is, is incredible. Um, so I don't know... All I know is the latest, uh, the latest, greatest video equipment, and I'm not sure how many cameras it is, but it's uh, it's a full-on uh, production that, that, uh, that we've never done anything like it before, and it's we wanted it to be up to the standards of like what the, what um, some of the other shows are in Vegas. So we uh, you know we wanted to put the best stuff up we could. But as far as the audio goes, we're, uh, it's actually, the sound system is licensed by TH, THX. It's got that, that uh, logo up on the screen before we go on. It's got the audience is listening, you know, and that, that, uh, that, that huge sending uh, orchestra sound thing there that they do because from the, from way up top all the way down to the, to the, to the bottom and uh, it shakes the place. And uh, so that's that's the uh, so it's been licensed by THX so it's it's definitely got that uh, that that quality of sound and the the average concert um, like say in an arena or a, a small festival is usually like fifty speakers you know twenty five or thirty to a side and this show it's a five thousand seat arena and there are 320 speakers all around. There's complete uh, two 360 surround sound. So when you're in the audience, you feel like you're, you're literally sitting on the stage with the band. Um, so that's that's one thing that we're you know we're really aware of adjusting adjusting how we play a little bit for that uh, as far as the sound goes. But that's definitely something that. Um, that uh, uh, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of comments about from people who've seen the show about how uh, how the, the, the sound is. Uh, never heard sound like that, you know. And uh, there's one part of the show where I have to go up because I don't use the you know, plug things, you know, your your monitors. And there's uh, uh, one part of the show where I'm kind of a long way from the drums. And the sound is like almost a full second away. So when when Joey hits the drum, it's a, almost a full second before I hear it. So it's impossible for me to, to play to that. Um, so I had to actually use one of those one of those uh, earplugs. And uh, you know, I, I don't know how guys can do it, but I, I, I'm I'm just old school. You know, I love I love hearing that. Sound of the band uh, and the amps, you know, real thing. I'm not hearing, hearing, you know, like in my in my ears, right, you know, with those earplugs. But the 
leaving is I can hear the audience and I can hear people shouting and I can hear people, uh, you know, I can watch people's reactions to things. So um, I think that's the biggest thing I I, uh, I would miss about having to use those you know, you know, monitors, you know. Yeah. That's a little side thing there. It's a little bit technical, but um, but uh, if you're a singer, I think it's probably like about the best thing that's ever come along because you can really find your pitch and all that. But um, for, for me, I, I want to hear the band, you know, I want to hear and I want to make the audience. So anyway, so we sorted that out. But other than that, the, 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 the production and uh, the technical end of it is that's really amazing. I mean, when I look around from certain parts of the venue, and I see like, you know, when you see in the back, you see like, uh, like say where they mix the sound. There's like, a, be a bunch of guys up there with the board, and there's big lights on, and you can see they're up there working and doing something. Or where the lights are, you know, the guys that are running the lights, there's like a little circle of light, and they're like, Usually three or four guys up there working on the lights. And there's probably five or six of those areas in the arena, even in this small arena, to, to run everything between all the uh, all the um, the moving trusses and all the different lights and how it's all put together with the uh, 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 with the computers and everything. You know, the band is still the band. You know, we're playing live. And like we always do, it's like you just took the band out of out of any any arena and just stuck us on the stage. But all the all the production that's going on around us is, is stuff we've never done before. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, and you know something I was really curious about is you know with all your experience with audio tech, when you're really looking for you know your personal audio tech, whether it's for performing or listening. Um, what's your number one priority? Um, you mean as far as equipment goes or as far as like, finding somebody to, to, what do you mean, audio tech? For, for any kind of, yeah, sound equipment, um, any of your guitar tech, what is generally your number one priority? Um, well, I think, that, are you talking about a person or equipment? Oh, in, ter- in terms of uh, equipment. Um, well, it's pretty much... I want to hear things as natural as I can be, you know, um, um, and or as organic as it can be. Um, like, take a electric guitar, for instance. Um, I think that a, a big part of electric, the sound of electric guitar as we know it and what it's evolved to, the amplifier and the speakers are a big part of it. And um, I know there's a trend towards going towards like digital model, you know, when you can uh, you can adjust the, the controls digitally so it, it can sound just like you're playing in a in a, uh, a concert hall. It can sound just like you're playing in a small club, or you can get just like a Marshall, just like a Fender. And um, first of all, we already have Fenders. We already have Marshalls, and they sound great. So. I, I could see the, the need for something like that for the, the uh, uh, um, for the versatility, and you know I, I, I use everything in the studio. I, there's no there's no wrong way to do it. There's no bad things. There's just different ways. And but I tend to lead towards um, 
the most organic and natural way things sound. So um, when I'm in the studio, I very rarely use anything that it plugs directly into the board unless it's I'm going for a certain effect. But for a straight up um, like guitar sounds, I, I use like amplifiers and wires and that's it, you know. So that's kind of uh, and, and spreading out from there. Um, like say, for instance, the, uh, the keyboard player, uh, Buck Johnson, plays with, with Aerosmith and the Vampires. Um, you know, he has a big, big Hammond organ, uh, one of the new ones, you know, it's, a, it's, uh, it's basically a digital, you know, sampler kind of thing. And I, I said, man, you gotta, you gotta get the real thing. So I went out and I found, uh, 1968, uh, Gammon B3, like one of the old, the old workhorses that we all used to hate because they have to lug them around where nothing else sounds like them. So I bought one of those and I said, every chance you get the university instead of the, uh, um, the, uh, the new one. You know, I, I don't know if I could really hear a difference, but I know that he plays it with more, uh, with more energy because of the way it feels. You know, the way the keys feel, the way that they respond to the, to the, uh, uh, to how he's playing. Uh, when he gets the thing walking, there's a vibe to it. And I think it's not just the sound, I think it's the way um, it feels that he's playing. So, uh, you know, we go for that every time. Yeah. And, you know, something that's really grown in the past few years is kind of the smart home. You know, everything is kind of connected within the home, especially, you know, through hubs like uh, Alexa. you got smart speakers like that. Do you generally get into that kind of tech? No. Um, not, no, we don't have, I mean, we have like a, a question thing to the, uh, to the, uh, TV, but other than that, um, I'm kind of like light switches myself. I, I can see, I mean, it, it's fun, you know, sometimes I'll stay in a hotel room that has, has some of that stuff and, uh, you know, it's, or I'll be at somebody's house and see how it's, they can program this and program the lights to happen and stuff. But, you know, um, I don't know. I'm always looking, you know, what's going to happen when this, uh, the computer crashes, you're kind of stuck, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, uh, I know you'd mentioned earlier, um, did you say that you had a home studio as well? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I have a studio in the basement. I mean, most, almost, I mean, most everybody I know now that has, you know, uh, has some kind of, some kind of studio, um, because, uh, you know, the, the pretty much standard way of recording now is, is with a computer. So, um, it depends on how, you know, your, 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 what your, uh, um, what your standards are or what your taste is. I mean, some, some of the best music that's, that's, you know, people charge and people love and been recorded on, on, uh, you know, really, really like, um, uh, kind of low tech equipment. I mean, uh, uh, that Atlantis more set record, for instance, came out and sold 25 million in about four months. It was recorded on, uh, on a couple of ADATs, uh, which was like an eight track digital recorder. Um, and you know, it's kind of, it, it was one of those, uh, 
piece of equipment that kind of had a, it had its day, but people kind of moved on. There were other ways to do that kind of thing more efficiently. And uh, um, so it's it's more about you know what you uh, what your taste is and how it's all in your ears and how you how you listen to it and how it, it responds and if it and if it works. I mean, let's face it, most people listen to music with, with earbuds that uh, that come with the, with the equipment that they have or uh, or like in their, their cars and uh, the car stereos are pretty amazing now compared to what they used to be. Um, and it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to get a really good sounding uh, stereo system to be honest. But I think most people listen to it, listen to music when they're traveling or when they're uh, like in their car or whatever, and uh, uh, you know, or the party. Or, you know, it's still more or less background music. I remember when we get the new the purple record. You know, you pick up the plastic, set it down. You know, here, you know, letting musicians back then would all sit down and analyze the record. But most people would just, it was kind of background music, you know, and maybe the hit would come on and people would get up and dance to it or whatever, but that was it. So it's really like, uh, you know, you, you have to think about what people are, how people are listening to your music. And if you're really spending too much time worrying about your the technology and not spending enough time on writing a song. So um, I think that's that's kind of the danger. There's so many different ways you can go now with the tech, technology and, and uh, the way you record and not spending enough time actually, like, you know, uh, crafting a really good song. You know, um, and so that's, so, uh, yeah, I have a studio in the basement and I have a, uh, an old knee uh, board. Uh, it's a broadcast quality from 1970. And, uh, but then it goes. We use the computer. I have I have a tape machine. But you know, with the computer, you can take the take the uh, take a, take the drive out, bring it to another studio, or plug it in, and work on the same session. It's so much it, the convenience of it just outweighs the. Uh, benefit of the sound, but I think I can I can tell the difference between something that's been recorded in tape and something that's been recorded on, on digital. Um, I think. I, I've never actually done, done a, a real hard thing with that, but, um, but there's definitely a, a, a feel to, to music that's been recorded to uh, recorded on tape. And uh, it's just so... Um, not not as convenient. You can move so much faster, and and your creativity can explode in a way with computing. It, it just takes so long to, to get to with the uh, with digital. I mean, with the with tape and analog. Um, I think the whole industry has really shifted over. You know, yeah. I'm glad to see that there's been a trend on uh, with vinyl. You know, I, think, I definitely think you can hear the difference with vinyl. Well, we hope you've been enjoying today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. We thought we'd take a brief break here and acknowledge today's sponsor, which is Sonos. Listen your way. Sonos is known for their incredibly innovative audio technology, such as their newest speaker, The Move. Make sure to check them out at Sonos.com.
you know, kind of kind of segueing from that, um, I know that there's a new Hollywood Vampires album coming out here um, at the end of June, kind of late June. Um, how does it differ from your guys' debut record? Well, the first record was the inspiration for it was um, the, uh, the Hollywood Vampires Drinking Club. And the fact that Alice Cooper was probably the only only member of that that small group um, is still a lot. And uh, and I guess and then Johnny were talking about it. Uh, and it's, I guess they had, uh, I'm not exactly sure who had the idea, but the point is they wanted to do a record that it was a kind of a, an homage to, to all the people that, that died and uh, the music that they left behind was so great. So that was really the the uh, the, uh, the main thing about that record was to was to cover to cover those songs that uh, those people are still living with us through those through that music. So um, it was uh, it was great to, uh, to to be part of that. But I think that when the band got on the road, it actually started playing. Um, and again, it was the fun of it because we were all liked each other's, you know, work and got along great and everything, um, we realized that there was more to the band and these the personalities that were in the band, there was more to it than, than just covering songs. So we, we felt like uh, the next chance when we get that we had the time to go in and start writing some songs and maybe come up with an album. And sure enough, the ball got rolling last year and uh, over the course of a couple of months, um, we flesh out a, an album. It's, uh, it's um, except for two songs, they're uh, all original. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we're going to get out and try them all. The last year we played six, probably five or six of the songs live. Um, and this this short tour of six or seven dates, we're going to play probably, uh, uh, you know, 50, 60% of the, of the, uh, of the album, 70%, I'm not sure if I have to count, but, uh, hold on, I'm here, I'm going to set this right here, hold on. Oh, cool. Uh, I got, uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, there's eight songs on here. Oh, nice. So, uh, and then, you know, we've got a couple on here that are, that are just, that are still from the, like from the last record that we really got a kick out of playing live. Um, and, uh, really. Really had a lot of fun playing. And, uh, you know, it was, there's a couple of Alice Cooper songs on here. People feel like I might be an Aerosmith song on there. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I'd rather play something new from, from, the, from the new uh, Vampires record, frankly. But I don't know. We might throw something in there. Totally. Uh, once we get into the rehearsal room, we'll know for sure. But, um, you know, this is the set list. And it's, um, it's pretty, playing all, I think, some of the best stuff off the new record. 
Definitely. And, you know, I'm hoping to see you guys. I know you guys are coming to Denver on that tour, so I'm hoping to see you guys that night uh, as well. I'm really excited to check it out. And, you know, just kind of wrapping up here, uh, one question I really was curious about is, you know, you spent all these decades, you know, playing and recording music, seeing the music industry change. You know, technology-wise, what do you think has been the biggest change overall in terms of sound equipment, audio equipment, and how that's all been working? Well, again, I think uh, it's easier to get a higher quality sound reproduction. I think that people are, are used to hearing uh, like a lot more hi-fi. You know, if you get a, say you get in a car, I have a 1970 uh, 442, just a, you know, just a regular, like, it's just been, you know, it's got new tires on it. It's, it's, it's got the stereo in it that it came with. And it's like, it's, it's mono, and it's got a little eight-inch speaker in, in the dashboard. And if you can get anything on the radio, it sounds pretty bad. You know, I mean, it's staticky and, and uh, you know, but that's what we used to listen to music on back, back then. And, uh, and now, I mean, I don't think you can get in any car and not hear half pieces of music, you know. I mean, and, and of course, if you, you know, get, get one with a, a little bit better stereo, I mean, it kicks ass, you know. And of course, you can always add to that. Uh, people have always done that. But um, generally speaking, I think that people are used to hearing a really good sound in, in, in their car and uh, in their Earbuds, again, it, it didn't exist years ago, but, uh, you know, the music sounds pretty full range. So I think that's probably one of the, the best things that come along. It doesn't cost that much to, to get a really good home stereo, you know. Uh, uh, it, sounds, it sounds better than half decent, you know. You hear everything. You can hear the bridge, you can hear the car, so. I think that's probably been the, the, the biggest change. And, uh, uh, so I think that, that we've lost a little bit in, uh, like I said, with uh, going to digital recording and also, uh, but I don't think people miss it. You know, never, never hearing like, uh, uh, totally everything's still recorded analog. People, people aren't going to miss it. They're hearing the bass. They're hearing the things they want to hear. They're hearing the vocals. So uh, um, they'll take the, the little cut of uh, quality produces. You know, but I, I, like I said, I definitely noticed the difference when I listen to a to a, uh, uh, a a vinyl, you know, a vinyl recording. Nice um, big chunk of plastic. It reproduces sound like, especially for rock and roll. Um, in a way that digital just can't, you know. I think there'll be, I'm sure there's, there's people now sitting in the room and arguing with me about it. <laughs> and you know what? If I had to sit down and really do like a blindfold test, you know, I might get fooled, but I think that there's a, there definitely is a, a feeling that you get from, from stuff that's recorded uh, analog. So I don't know, I think that's probably. That's, that's one thing that's, uh, that's changed. And, I, and again, the other thing is the, uh, let's say this, this, this vampire record, I don't think we could have done it 
much uh, and, and had it be, you know, get have, have it done as fast as as it did if we were recording the analog because we would have had to be shipping tape back and forth. Uh, uh, it, would, it would have taken a lot longer, let's put it that way. You know, uh, just, and when the good guys and sometimes uh, you can't get everybody in the studio at once, you know, that's, uh, that's a really big, uh, you know, that's a handicap if you're recording directly to, to tape, you know, you, you can't get the guys in the studio, you can't record them, but if you can, like, send the tape somewhere, um, you can, you can record, uh, or you can just send, send a hard drive, then, you know, you've got it, probably a third of all the recording I've done. Uh, in the last few years has been, you know, that kind of record. Somebody sending me a hard drive or, you know, going into a studio and and uh, and having a, uh, a hard drive there and I'll lay a guitar down or vocals, you know, in another studio. And it, it, you don't have to get a, get a 24-track machine uh, you know, set the bias up and all that. And, and uh, again, it could be done, but the convenience of it, it really outweighs the, uh, the sound that you, that you get. So I think that that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest change for good or for worse. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of makes it so you don't even have to be in the same room to like record so many, so many different parts as opposed to, you know, t- uh, 30, 40 years ago. You get time for, for a good story? Oh, do, do I have time? You have time for a good story. Oh, always. Okay, I was working on it. Um, Johnny asked me to play some guitar on a, on a movie that he was working on um, uh, last, I don't know, six or eight months ago. And I was over here and working in his studio with, with him and his, uh, and the director and, you know, just putting a couple of guitar tracks on some of the, on some of the music. And, uh, and uh, we, we were done. I, you know, I was off and on for a couple of weeks. I, I just took a few guitar tracks on it and, um, and I said bye and everybody went their ways. And I had been out here in California for a while and I wanted to get back to, to see my wife in, in Florida and in, uh, where we live. And uh, so I flew back and got off the plane and in Tampa. And, uh, and I'm driving driving to my house. And 10 minutes before I get to the house, my phone rings, my cell phone rings. And it's the director of the movie, and he's in London. And he said, Joe, can you record uh, a guitar track for me? It didn't. It didn't transfer, and so we lost it. So can you can you record it? And I said, Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I don't know where there's a studio here. Uh, I live in a, in a you know kind of a small town in Florida, and uh, and it's, I didn't know of a, of a studio I could go in. And I said, I'll, I'll look around and see if I can find a studio. And he said, No, I mean right now. And I said, "Hey, man, I just, I just got off a plane. You know, I, I haven't even gone home yet." And he said, "Just give me five minutes." So five minutes later, he called me back, and he said, "I found your studio, and the guys will be there in twenty minutes." 
And I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no, I'll, I'll, I'll call you there in the studio. And he gave me the address. So I went home. Obviously, I kissed my wife, I kissed Billy, dropped off my luggage, turned around and went to the studio. And uh, he was in London. And he sent the tracks over to the, uh, to the computer, you know, here in, in, in Florida. And I recorded the guitar tracks. He was on the phone, listening to it. He could have been in the other room for all intents and purposes. And uh, so I, I redid the tracks. And uh, took about an hour or two once we got the technical end of it done. And then I went home. So uh, that was probably the, the quickest um, example of, of uh, how you can use the new new technology, you know, I mean, if I hadn't have picked up my cell phone, he wouldn't have got to me, he probably would have got me the next day or whatever, but if you really needed, he was in the studio at that point, if you needed it soon, so, anyway, so that's, that, that happened, I don't know, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, that, it kind of goes back to that uh, like remote office we were talking about too. That that's crazy how you can put that together, and that probably only took just a couple of hours. You said. Yeah, from the time I, from the time he called me, the first phone call, you know, as I was driving home to New York, to the time I got, I was actually in the studio with my guitar. It was probably forty-five minutes because he he found the studio, called it up. It was a small small commercial studio, the guys were local, and they came in, and, and uh, this was like 8 o'clock at night, or 9 o'clock at night, and uh, he was lucky enough to track them down, and they, they met us at the studio, and were nice enough to open it up, and uh, and like I said, within about 45 minutes or an hour, I had the guitar in my hand, and it took us about an hour and a half or two to finish, uh, you know, putting the tracks in. Definitely. Oh man, that, uh, thank you for telling me that story too. That's that, I feel like it's gonna be like a perfect fit for this piece too. That's kind of a perfect bookend. Well, I don't know if you can use it, but anyway, since you're you're a techie, I think you'd appreciate that. I'm um, as a, a techie and a musician. I I, uh, <laughs> I I definitely appreciate that these days. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, and um, hopefully I'll see you here in a couple of weeks uh, or so to um, up on stage here at the Fillmore. Right on, well, have a great have a great rest of the day, and I'll make sure to send over some copies once it's all done. Okay, man, we'll see you then. Right on, have a good one, Joe. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. I hope you enjoyed listening to me speak with Joe Perry as much as I enjoyed actually having this discussion with him. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever platform you use, and check us out on our official website, restechtoday.com.